These days, keeping your security, IT, or research team close when more of us than ever work remotely is a challenge. How do you keep team bonds strong when your main path of interaction is your tiny little colleagues trapped in little squares on a computer monitor? Susan Morrow has been managing a remote team for almost two decades, and she dispenses wisdom on coordinating schedules and multiple time zones, making sure everyone's moving toward the same goal while helping team members of all work styles to do and feel their best. Look up from your monitor to prevent eye fatigue, but look back here when you're done because it's another cyber work hack. Uh, today's guest is InfoSec Resources author, past cyberwork guest, writer, researcher, speaker, and identity expert Susan Morrow of Avoco Identity. Uh, thanks to uh, COVID, changing technologies, and employee dictates, remote teams are likely going to be on the menu for good. But Susan has had a remote team since most of us were still milling awkwardly around the microwave at lunchtime. Uh, so today we are going to talk about some of her best advice for keeping a, a team of remote workers tight. Thank you for joining me, Susan. Hi, hi. Uh, yeah, I've um, actually been working remotely and running remote teams for like 17 years. 17 years, okay. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, so um, uh, so where, where are your team members located and, and what are their respective roles? Yeah, so I mean, they're all, all over the UK, but I've also um, worked in multinational remote teams as well. And okay. um, also... Um, multiple consortia remote teams mm, mm -hmm. yeah so so it's it's it, it it isn't it isn't easy yeah um and it sometimes goes wrong yeah. um but so my the, the thing that i found works best is to keep the teams small and tight okay. and once you know atomize atomize teams yes try to, try to avoid the 40 people on a on a yeah. zoom call situation <laughs> right right Keep teams tight, atomize them, keep them in in sort of um, you know general areas where everybody's actually working on the same you know like general part of a project. Mm -hmm. Or or you're bringing a guest speaker who is like you know um, sort of working on that particular you know suddenly working on that particular part of the project, but then might pop out again. So they might not you know they'll be in and out sort of thing. So if you, if you if you have to work with forty uh, employees on a team, you're saying sort of break them down into sort of smaller sub teams so yeah, that you're not yeah, you're not trying yeah. to sort of like herd yeah, a circus. Yeah, it would be like herding cats. It really would. Yeah. Um, and even when I've been in multi sort of like consortia teams, mm -hmm. um, again, because we used agile, tend to use agile okay. in that situation. Um, so, you know, you're doing daily five minute calls, you yep. know, and weekly kind of like more catch, you know, sort of like more in-depth calls. Um, but still the teams were tight, you know, mm -hmm. um, and all working towards a particular aspect of a particular project. You know, the project, the project manager obviously plays a big part in making sure that these yeah. calls go well. I mean, I'm working on a, a sort of multi-remote um, in different country um, sort of um, teams at the minute. And the only reason it works so well is because you've got a project manager who who completely controls the call and who mm -hmm. afterwards sends out a list of what was decisions were made on the call, who's going to do what. You know, it's very tight. It's very structured. Yeah. Of course, you need to also, like, the trouble is with, like, working in a remote team is I've gone through years, especially with COVID now. I used mm -hmm. to have regular, regular meetups. Right, you know, right. Where we'd come together in one mm -hmm. place yep. and, like, play various things. Throw things around, yeah. yeah. But because COVID, we had several years where we didn't meet at all in phase. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, mm-hmm. yes. To be honest, it hasn't made any difference. I was just going to ask that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you, you already had the muscles in place there. So a lot of us yeah, were learning this yeah. for the first time. And yeah. 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 I mean, uh, miss, you do miss people face to face. Of course. Oh, absolutely. No, it's almost more like a like a family reunion or something. But um, so uh, these are some of the things that have worked for you. Have you have you seen other things that didn't work as well in terms of like trying to keep a team together where there, yeah. you know, was, was there kind of like the fad of the week where it's like, well, if we all do this one thing, then, you yeah, know, it'll, yeah, keep, it'll keep yeah, the morale yeah, up. Yeah. Pointless, pointless beatings. Yes. Right. Pointless beatings, you know, where a manager will come in to micromanage a team and say, we have to have a meeting at such and such a time, you yeah. know, every Friday. And they end up going by the wayside, yeah. you know, and they don't really achieve anything. No, they just want to make sure you're not wearing a bathrobe or something all day long. Also, um, some people just don't take to it, honestly. Oh, remote Uh, work, you mean? Yeah, they just don't Mm -hmm. take. Younger people in particular, they find it, in my experience, right, and this might not be true for obviously everybody, but I've had a lot of problems where younger people just, they kind of take it because they want that social, you know, connection. Yes, right. It's not fair on them. Because yes. also, also oldies have our lives and you know in place. Yes, you know what I mean. <laughs> I have enough friends. <laughs> I remember my first job mm-hmm. where I worked in a lab. I worked in a lab. I laughed more than I worked. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we played. We play. It was very inefficient in some ways when I think about it. We, <laughs> we played together. We went out together. Yes, you know, right. Together, it was great fun. Mm-hmm. Right, and and you know you're never going to replace that with remote working. Yeah. Oh, I want to, I mean, you know, I, I don't want to just leave that in the past. Do you have any suggestions for young people who are increasingly seeing like only remote mm-hmm. options here? What it would like, how else do you sort of uh, keep morale up? Cause I, I feel like in mm-hmm. May, eight, March, April, 2020, there were a lot of uh, virtual happy hours and I, they didn't last long because it didn't, it's still not the same thing, but uh, no, I, mean, I mean, like, yeah. you know, the zoom disco, the zoom disco is fine, but yeah. it's not, obviously you do. I think if you can, yeah, do have mm-hmm. regular in-face meetups. You don't have to do it every week. Right. You don't have to, um, but you know, every so often have a meetup, even if you, you I mean, I, um, one of my friends at a, at a big company, she um, has remote meetings with people all over the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I know that they have regular, you know, not every month, perhaps, but every sort of quarter. She'll fly over to the UK. She'll meet up with her, her members of her, her little team. They'll also bring a new, they'll have a, a company wide thing where they'll do it as a company wide thing. So again, they'll atomize even mm-hmm. in person. But then they'll expand out into like other teams. They'll have team, you know, meetings. They'll have wider team meetings. They'll have company meetings. Yes. You know what I mean? They'll have have jollies as well. Mm-hmm. You know, but the you know she 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 has it. She works for a very big company. and She manages to do it by you know like doing that. But she does mean that she has to travel now quite a bit. Now, um, I want to wrap up, uh, you know, hopefully with uh, um, good advice here uh, for team leaders who are maybe worrying that their team is drifting away from them, either product from a productivity standpoint or just from a morale mm-hmm. standpoint, but they're not necessarily getting feedback from team members and they don't want to just kind of crack the whip to shake things up. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have any tips for diagnosing or attempting to solve uh, team drift like this? Well, with, with in, in development, it becomes pretty obvious pretty quickly. 
Mm-hmm. When, people not, when people are not, you know, uploading to GitHub, for example. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know I mean? When you when they stop when they stop making making you know repository entries, mm-hmm. um, or um, when you know you're up against a deadline and they don't meet it and they would normally, you know, yeah. it's yeah. pretty obvious in development, right? Um, with stuff like that, and that that's always been my you know indicator. Yeah. Making amends after that happens is much harder. How to bring them back into the fold? That's much harder, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It can be a real struggle. You have to see them face to face. You have to talk them face to face. Yep. You can't do it. You can't, I mean, you can try, but you're never yeah. going to get the same interaction, the same level of body, you know, body language. Yeah. You know, people, I'm sure that people don't reveal as much online as they right. would privately in person. Mm-hmm. For example, there could be anything going on in their life. Right. You know, that you don't know about and you need to get to the bottom of it. You yes. just need to find out what's going on. Yeah. You know, they might they might be just they might just hate waiting for your company. And then, <laughs> right, oh, right. Yes. But you need you to know, know that too, though. Yeah. You need to know, you need to know. And quite honestly, I think a private conversation is still needed in this yeah. day and age, one way or another. Yeah. Yep. All right. So this is uh, this is all all excellent advice. Um, I hope uh, team leaders are taking some notes here. Um, listeners who want to get more insights from Susan Morrow can find her articles over at resources at InfoSecInstitute.com. Uh, listen to her past episodes of cyber work. Uh, but Susan, where else can listeners find you? Um, they can find me on EvocoIdentity.com. Okay. Um, that's that's the company I work for. Yep. Um, LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn. And um, also you can find me if you just do a general search. You can find me. I tend to write quite a lot for various yes. organizations. Well, Susan Morrow, thank you for all of your great advice today. I really appreciate Thanks, it. Chris. Thanks, Chris. Uh, and thank you for watching this episode. If you got something useful out of it, uh, please share it with a colleague and maybe subscribe to our podcast feed and YouTube page while you're at it. You can just type in cyber work on YouTube or in your podcast feed and you're on your way. And there's plenty more of them to come. So we will see you next time. Bye for now. Hey, if you're worried about choosing the right cybersecurity career, click here to see the 12 most in-demand cybersecurity roles. I ask experts working in the field how to get hired and how to do the work of these security roles so you can choose your study with confidence. I'll see you there. How about some free cybersecurity training resources for you and your team? Just go to infosecinstitute.com slash free to get eBooks, training guides, and more than 100 cybersecurity training courses, all free for cyber work listeners. Go to infosecinstitute.com slash free and start learning crucial new skills today.